Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. Welcome to The Second Wall, binge-free zone where we look at a series and discuss it in small chunks. This time we are looking at Joss Whedon's sci-fi classic, Firefly. We can be found on most podcast and social media platforms, a full list of which can be found at beardyandthebeast.com. Please watch the episode and then join Drew and I in the mess as we explore the verse. Well, I'll tell you what. What? Vin Diesel would be very disappointed with Jane. <laughs> you know... So obviously we've talked a lot about the characters mm-hmm. and, and we're saying is like where Jane is, you know, he actually seemed more favorable though, to them up until this point uh, to the Tams. Yep. And I can make it mostly work and I need to make an assumption that there's either something done slightly wrong with the acting or they didn't quite realize how to play it. I think... Jane turning the Tams in wasn't about the money. I think he used that as an excuse for everything. But I honest, but I think I'm choosing to interpret that he was doing it to protect the crew and just happened to get paid. We have two my my perspective is very conspiratorial, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you on this. All right. Um, Because I like where this is going. It's not something that I expressly thought of. But it makes sense, especially the ending. Mm -hmm. Don't tell him what I did. Like, he's actually concerned with the crew and even Mal. So, So what you're indicating is just the pure existence of them being around is inhibiting and dangerous to what Jane thinks of his family. Yeah. And I, I, I'm so I do think there needs to be a tweak in the way the story was presented, mm. uh, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, so my big points for this is again, a lot of the, the last couple episodes we've seen is like, no, he is treating them as part of the crew. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an issue with Simon. Like, other than, you know, him being the fancy boy from the core. Um, it, but River attacked him for unknown reasons. And straight up says, it's like, what are you going to do when he goes into, when she goes into Kaylee's room instead? Yeah, yeah. Right, and I, so I have I, no I, doubt that Jane would, you know, um, like take take a bullet for Kaylee, yeah. Like that's an actual concern I could see. Yeah. So we have that, and so we go in. I do think he thinks it was a good plan for the for the getting all the meds. Mm-hmm. Again, strong world building. Meds, most valuable thing you can get. Well, considering uh, like he would have played it, so they still got the payout. Yeah. And then I think he was all in on turning them in 
And then two things happened in the hospital. Hmm. One, the way River and Simon, um, when River's going, it's like, no, you need to save this person. He's going to die. Mm -hmm. And Simon does. And then when he gets the, the breakdown of what's happening with River. Yeah, I, I marked that down too, specifically um, that Jane gained respect for Simon in that moment where he watched him save that man's life and also was able to gain sympathy for River knowing just what kind of damage the government did. Yeah, and here's where I would have made the change. Mm. So everything up until that point plays exactly as it does. The only thing that they needed to change was not have Jane go to the pickup point. Have them intercept them. You still have the same conflicts, and it's just enough to show what I think they were trying to show was Jane was starting to become sympathetic and just make that slight change. Mm -hmm. So it's only now that you mentioned that, that it's a pickup point that I've observed that as the pickup point, hmm. um, the context that I viewed it at and is incorrect, given the information that you've expressed, is um, that I thought they were intercepted. Hmm. That he, he gained sympathy for River and the action was like, oh shit, we need to get out of here because those people are coming. Yeah. And they were intercepted, in course, but I... I think, given the way that you stated it, I might be incorrect in that assumption. Yeah. It's a little hard to tell that it. it's the the idea of leaving that little bit early and Simon and River didn't seem to quite understand the direction. Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, I'm willing to say that maybe this is what I'm saying is like, it needs to be something a little bit clearer either in the writing or the acting. Because mm. you're right, maybe as he was leaving early to try to beat them out of the, beat them before the pickup, which is a possibility as well. Yeah. Um, it's just not expressed well. Yeah, it's not expressed well. And I think that's really my biggest issue with this episode overall. Uh, it's the thing... The muddiest thing, I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, so you remember previously, like, in recording time, uh, it's been a while since we uh, last had a discussion about this, but we were talking about how River, River has no filter and is hyper-observant. Yes. That it's not, it's not a power. It's that... Her observational skills and uh, intuition, intuition based on all the um, micro patterns allows her mm -hmm. to um, sort things out subconsciously, but she doesn't know how to express them. Yeah. So here's my tinfoil, tinfoil hat about the whole thing. All right. From the beginning of the episode, and probably before they even step foot on Ariel... Um, maybe not the government intervention, but at least the hospital heist was all River's plan. 
Okay. Yeah, um, I can see that. I, I think that she set a series of events in motion. I think strategically, uh, Jane was the appropriate person for her to like attack. Because mm. he would be... Out of anyone in the crew, he's probably the one that underestimates her the most. And is also not someone, like, and is someone who's antagonistic to them, but hasn't shown any adversity, essentially. Um, But she knows full well that uh, Simon understands the hospital, understands the layout, will do anything for her, and that she needs more assistance than what she's receiving. Mm. So my, yeah, essentially, I think... Yeah, I think she attacked him on purpose for the pure fact to uh, initiate the whole chain of events that occurred. So I see your tinfoil hat conspiracy, <laughs> but while I am willing to say that River helped Simon with this plan a lot more than we actually see, mm. um, I do not believe that she was doing that to set the events in motion you don't think so and the reason for that is it's something we've we've talked about before um there's the whole blue sun com- corporation thing mm-hmm. that's throughout jane's wearing a blue sun shirt okay so so i honestly think it was she's getting worse and that if there's, I'm assuming there's some sort of subconscious trigger there um, for things that we will likely see in the future. <laughs> um, I think that she couldn't stop that. It started with like the taking all the labels off the cans and, and everything. I think that this was supposed to be an escalation at that point. I see what you're saying. See, I still, in that same manner, though, I do see it as, uh, like, her attacking Jane as a uh, cry for help, knowing that, knowing in the manner of which Simon would react based on her actions. Yeah, I do, I do agree it's a, a cry for help. Um, if it's that much sending it into, into that type of premeditation, for lack of a better term. Well, it's I all it's subconscious premeditation. It'd be in the same vein as her uh, pseudo psychicness. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I could, I could kind of see that. It's it's a little hard to say because we haven't, like, either with your tinfoil hat conspiracy or even mine where it's saying like she might have actually helped with the planning in somewhat mm. um i think part of the issue is we don't we haven't seen any we haven't seen her come up with a plan or, or anything like that and everything is like granted there's the instinctual aspect which i think is what you're yeah, yeah, my theory is there's part. no cognizant plan. Like, she didn't yeah. write something down. Yeah, it, it's just... 
And she knew that if she rolled a marble in a certain direction, it would hit the domino and that certain pieces would fall, right? Yeah. I, I think the part that's making it a little hard to click for me is I haven't, can't really think of seeing any other indications of that type of from her. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like growing from a, there's always, there's always a first occurrence of something. Yeah. So not everything can be based on historical context, but I I don't see it as being a far leap from what are her powers now. I'm not saying that it is the case. I'm just making an argument for it. Yeah. Um, No, you're right. It's not a far leap. I, I think, I think if that was, excuse me, if that was the intention, I think I would have liked to see little things happening like that earlier. Like, even if it's just, you know, just having her actions in some way kick off the plot a bit more. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, Uh, on a 20th watch of the series, knowing that this is in your (laughs) brain, you might start seeing it next time, right? Yeah, yeah. That is true. One one thing to what I think reinforces uh, the hyper observational thing, not my tinfoil foil hat theory. Yeah. Um, is when Jane came in after like confirming the pickup and the uh, confirming the operation with the the police. Mm-hmm. River wakes up and says, "Copper for a kiss." Yeah. Which is either a reference to Judas or a reference to prostitution. Mm-hmm. Doing anything for money. So, um, either way. Yeah. Either way, it works out the same. And I just, I thought it was like, yeah, that's, that's a little check on me and Dev's theory. That's another, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was definitely a good point. Parts. Um, like, and just Jane's reaction to it, too. Like, having no idea how to i mean granted that's just a hard thing to figure out how you're going to react to anyway Mm -hmm. but when you tie it into everything else that's happening um i don't i think that might have gotten missed on jane i don't think it would have gotten missed on the other on the other crew members Mm -hmm. Um, i I don't think it would have been missed by book or mel but a few others would have accepted as something like Silly or yeah. playful. Yeah. Anara would have got it. Mm, I don't know about that. What? Ties to prostitution? She might not take it that way because she's not a prostitute. That's true. She's not a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with, with the amount that Mal calls her one, <laughs> she might make that connection. <laughs> I think she's smart enough, but we haven't seen enough of their relationship mm. to know how seriously she takes the things that River says as being authentic. That's fair. Mm. Um, so it's it's essentially like she has the intellectual pro- prowess to put it together, but it depends on the relationship. Yeah. I would... I, I prefer my tinfoil hat theory over your blue sun theory but the blue sun trigger also does make sense mm. um especially when we're talking just blanket colors 
Because yeah. um, after she slashes uh, Jane, she says he looks better in red. Yeah. Which can feed into my tinfoil hat theory, but is also a, like a contrast in color to blue in such a way that um, like it fits to Blue Sun Triggers and the Blue Sun Corporation. Mm-hmm. I remember correctly, there's only been like two actual references to that and both of them have been very like this is going to be a second or third season kind of thing yeah um which is sad because i it would have been a great storyline to follow i agree i I think it's it's one of these things that adds that you know because we're already a Space Western. Let's throw in a little bit of dystopian nightmare in there as well, and mega corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, your tinfoil hat theory does amuse me. Um, it, you. To, it does amuse me. Uh, it would be. I mean, we we said that a lot of times. We've been discussing. It's like, yep, on our twentieth watch through. Now here's a bunch of other things we're gonna look for. Um, <laughs> Well, I tell, I tell you what, I, I've i never been a diehard River fan. Mm. Um, I was watching Jane, but watching the show critically, it's far less washed now, getting respect for Simon, but I am liking River more. Yeah. If I remember in the past, I didn't like River in the t- series, but I liked River in the movie. Mm. Um, so that was very contrasting for me, but I'm getting a lot especially in the second half of the uh, Firefly. Like, it's really coming together. Yeah. It's it's quite clear. Um, was it uh, Summer? Yeah, Summer Glow. Yeah, that she is well within the head of River. Yeah. Because all the problems I had with uh, her acting and portrayal we're gone in like what episode three or four yeah and i've been compliments ever since yeah yeah because the first the first episode in particular was Ugh, rough she yeah it was just, there was a little bit too much sharing <laughs> as as we said um i mean you just realize how little that's needed and you can I don't know. There's, there's something that's always intrigued me about the character. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's added by the fact that spoiler alert, we don't get near as many answers as we'd like to have because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, in the, in the expanded universe, um, <laughs> which I I'm have, just upset that no one's going to be able to see you like push up your glasses <laughs> as well in the expanded universe. <laughs> Oh, actually, um, I, I'm I'm saving the Firefly comics because they're I might do a rewatch because the Firefly comics, at least one of the longer running series, is actually uh, integrated and weaves within the show. Okay, so it's like between episodes for a few issues. Um, I did ahead of time check out books comic. Hmm. So I know his history. I'll probably leave that for uh, the last episode. All right. Um, that we discussed because that's the one with the 
uh the dude right yeah uh so I'll, I'll i'll save it for the last episode yeah um because i don't think it'll m- matter for the movie per se mm. Mm. but i don't want to ruin the rest right yeah don't want to taint my viewing because it very much is the the show is presented and not the expanded universe yeah. well it's a, it's a shame you mentioned it, like tainting of of books backstory <laughs> um, because it makes it a little more difficult for me to kind of theory craft on the fact that he wasn't going anywhere near a core world <laughs> oh yeah i guess yeah i kind of ruined that but i mean i can uh, i cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> um <clears throat> the biggest thing that, that came across to me it's like as the public face that he tries to put on, mm-hmm. without, you know, all of the questions that we're raising around him, he's the second most respectable member on that crew. Next to NRI, as, as far as we can see, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we know he's got pulled with the Alliance somehow. Yeah. So immediately my mind goes like, why did you find a reason to not be at the core world you probably could have been useful there one way or another you could have been the person who actually left the ship to go find a job or something um well i think they presented him as leaving the core uh core worlds with the this is how they presented him leaving the core worlds with a mission mm -hmm. with actual like religious intentions yeah whether or not it's because he's running for something or he does not want to be in the core worlds for some reason, or he actually has um, something altruistic that he's attempting to do in the, the border worlds. They haven't expressed, right? Yeah. So there's another reason why I think there was something more to him not being on the ship um, as opposed to just, I'm assuming something else is happening here because again, if there's two people that I wouldn't want to bring anywhere near the core worlds. Mm. And if you already have book, who's got a good relationship with them, you know, setting down somewhere else for a week or two. Is there a reason that we can't be that, that Simon and river aren't there. So it's, it's very much a, it's a lot of reading between lines. Mm-hmm. possibly making up some i can't say for certain it's just even knowing a little bit more like i do um i i don't see anything in this episode as to why he wasn't on the ship yeah. more than he was at the abbey that they expressed yeah because uh, like shepherd book is very much a uh pious pious man mm-hmm. is that the word mm-hmm. i have to Pious. Yes. Pious would be. Yeah, yeah. Marked by. Oh, look at me. I'm smart. (laughs) Marked by or showing uh, reverence for deity and devotion to divine worship. So there's nothing. I mean, I guess you. I mean, you could. We could theory craft that. Hey, like he he didn't want to go anywhere near uh, a core planet. Mm hmm. Yeah, again, it's one of these things that's not explicitly stated. It just seems... Well, we know he's not a criminal, odd. right? We know he's not a criminal. Uh, it, it, it's... 
I mean, again, there's a first time for everything. It could have literally been, you know, the actor had prior arrangements and needed to be written out of the episode. I am yeah, fully yeah. willing to to admit that that could be it. So this is... I mean, is no, that, that, that sort of thing drives plots, right? It does. They, they get rid of actors and actresses because they're hard to work with, and then they just, you know, get them hit by a bus. Yep. Oh, exactly. So... Um, so, so I understand it's just, and if I didn't have so many questions about book already, mm. I would just be assuming that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll tell you yeah. one thing. It is mm. nice to have an episode, um, that is not about the dynamics or relationships of like people to Mal. Yes. Like even in the ending during the, the confrontation in the car, cargo part of the ship with Jane, that wasn't Mal himself. That was Mal as a representation of the family or the crew. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. Like, I mean, there's definitely characters I would like to see like book and Kaylee, but mm. It very much was Jane River and Simon, yeah. Um, which is which is unfortunate because it didn't have the kind of recurring theme. Hmm. Um. So we mentioned this before. Like, if they if they have a theme in the episode, they'll general there'll be some relationship, like Jane to Kaylee, and then. Uh, just say Mel to River and Simon to Anara, and like they'll show that theme and how it how it's represented in the in those relationships. Yes, but in this case, like I very much think this was Jane's episode, even though we got a lot of information about River. Yeah, um, but it was very. We got the academic lore around River. Mm-hmm is what it is um, yeah so kind of missed out on that yeah because that's that's a recurring thing i've really been enjoying like pulling out of the show i've really enjoyed that too uh i i feel like and again this again could go back to a very simple reason why book wasn't there like again, a meta reason why book wasn't there, why essentially Anara wasn't there except to be the reason they were going to Ariel mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, cause it was dense otherwise. Yeah, like, there was, we get where we, where would have, where would we have put those other, uh, relationships or thematic points? Yeah. Uh, so I, as much as you're it, I absolutely love that stuff too. I, this is one episode where it's like, I don't think you could have. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, so let's pivot a little bit to Simon as a character here. Now you're good with that. Um, yeah. I am again, impressed with how, Badass Simon can actually be. Um, much like in with the um, when they tried to burn River, mm. 
right? We just see that pure conviction. We see the same thing here. We're literally captured, right? And he goes, and you just stand up and it's like, I'm pretty sure your orders are to keep me alive. So two options. You're answering my question or you're putting a bullet in me. Like, again, because I, I was much like you, like, Simon was not my favorite character. I didn't really see him having quite that backbone. But he, he's shown it time and time again when push comes to shove. He stands up. Well, I mean, like, even, even the combat, when... As soon, as soon as Jane knocked over that guy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, was dealing with the other one, just Simon went to it. There was no hesitation there. He just was yeah. like, was he leaning on the guy's neck and yeah. uh, didn't kill him, but knocked him out. Interesting point about that. Mm. Because of the way they shot that scene, I rewatched that scene and the scene where the guys go into the room like three or four times. Because I honestly couldn't tell which one of them was alive and which one of them was dead. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I had to go and it's like, okay, look at the cues in the room. <laughs> what am I actually looking for? Because I'm honestly like, because I could see Simon killing someone for his sister. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd know how to do it. <laughs> um, I li- yeah, I had to go back and, just, and watch what? it multiple times to make sure but only if the thing is the caveat there is only if necessary. And he has the medical know-how that like, I don't know about the skills, mm. but he has the medical know-how to at least apply pressure in a way that could knock someone out. Yeah. I, I could also see him, you know, not getting off the neck in time. Because of a lack of skill. Because of lack of skill. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, if you're medical and you know anything about knocking out, it's generally not as long as you think it is. Yeah, and if you're... If they wanted to go with any type of realism. <laughs> well, they, they, they did that in Archer a bit. A bit. It's yeah. like, yeah, I was knocked out for five minutes and like, ooh, that's bad. Yeah. Being, being knocked out for more than a couple of seconds from like some type of uh, bumper strike is actually terrible for you. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I could have seen that going either way. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was. I think the bigger thing to to point out of this is it's. Again, Simon is showing you that he's. A lot stronger than I'd given him credit for in the past. Same. And. And. The fact that it wouldn't have surprised me if he did kill him accidentally or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is is telling of that? Um, well, I mean, though I agree, at least for the production standpoint, um, because it was not a thematic thing, mm-hmm. um, I don't think the writers would have done it, especially with Simon having saved somebody earlier. Mm. Um, but if if it was a key thematic thing, I could easily see them working that in just from a production standpoint. Yeah. Simon willing to expose himself to not let someone die, but to protect the people he cares about, um, kill someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they, if they busted out an episode with that kind of theme thing, it would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. 
that's called interesting character writing. Yeah. <laughs> and a lack of is why I don't really watch TV anymore. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Demogra- demographics aren't characters. People, a person is interesting. People are boring. They really are. Um, yeah, and Simon obviously had no clue that he was didn't seem to have much of a clue that he was being set up in any way mm-hmm. he was praising Jane I think he actually saw it as a bit of a bonding moment <laughs> um, I'm not 100% certain if Jane will see that no I, I think Jane does I, I think he does understand that it's like they fought together now that means something. This this is the thing, and this is why, like, my I I I'm putting more credence than one would expect in my tinfoil theory, because there were signs in the last couple episodes where Jane was accepting Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think Jane is the type to be friendly towards Simon just to be polite. God, no. <laughs> and, like, he was friendly in certain ways that were accepting into, like, the group dynamic, into the family. Yeah. Maybe adversarial cousins that don't get along. Yeah. It's... He wasn't treating them differently than anyone else. Yeah. If that That's a big thing. So... And that's that's why I keep coming back to, like, the potential manipulation, right? But... I think coming out of it, especially with how the revelation that Jane was uh, uh, commanded by a certain chain, (laughs) 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 Um, just the, the revelation, like, even if it was just a writing issue, like um a lack of thought into the char- character progression you know that coming out of it that it's resolved yeah yeah i i would agree with that i wonder if there's just hints of both both of our theories well i like your theory i'm not yeah. i'm not yeah again all instinct so see it lasts it lasts like even if you don't agree about it, you're just like there's something about it that makes sense there's something about it that makes sense there's there's things that i question about it yeah yeah same. when you talk about, when you talk about like the it being an instinctual thing and or not actually realizing it and that's where it throws it off it's like if she's trying to kick off this plan in motion to get that help, knowing she's going there, um, and then why she's also very against, uh, it's very against the idea of her being drugged and going there, which I can also connect to, you know, I don't know, maybe some PTSD that may or may not be there. Cause they cut into her brain and probably did this to her dozens of times. <laughs> well, I mean, like in, like inside a person's brain like there's a lot of things that conflict right 
So yeah. she's scared about a thing and she doesn't know how to express it. Yeah. That's very clear. Yes. Um, so even, even with my theory, so subconsciously like setting things in motion so that she can get additional help. She, and this, this is why this is like the high sci-fi or the high fantasy kind of situation. It's like, yeah. it's that way because of magic. Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> there's something ethereal that can't be explained. It's like, Oh, it's, it's because she's super smart. Mm. Um, <laughs> and like, and that's why I call it tinfoil hat. That's why yeah. I'm not saying this like super real theory that it must be. But so, what do you think of the ending? <laughs> um, it's interesting that clearly it seems like Mal's the only person who had any inclination that Jane did this. Yeah, which is. A little odd. I would expect at least Zoe to kind of have some thoughts about it, but I honestly think he did this without her involvement in any way, shape, or form. Um, it in no way surprises me that Mal will throw someone out in airlock for his crew. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it in no way surprises me that Mal said it's like, no, you attacking my crew is no different than attacking me. We've had this discussion many times. Uh, yeah, you you turn on any of my crew, you turn on me, and the yeah. sub the subtext there is, you're no longer my crew. Yeah, because he didn't say us. Yeah, Mal clearly pulled the same thoughts that we did about Jane in the end. Mm. I think if Jane hadn't said anything about the uh, about them not not wanting to know what happened yeah i think i think he would have just spaced them uh no doubt in my mind around that and i think assuming my my thoughts on this were correct it's, it's probably jane just trying to save face for himself like not trying to break his character as he thinks the crew perceives him um, and the ending would have been very different well the money was too good um, which is what we expect to hear Jane say mm. I it, and it's one of the things that points pokes a little bit of hole in my interpretation of it as well is I think it would have been different if he gave some sort of indication to Mal that it he did think he was doing something in the best interest of the ship, not just him. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think it's in his character to do that. So it's yeah, a lot of a lot of weird conflict there, hey. Yeah, um, I agree with you that I think Mel saw the sincerity in um, Jane's plea earlier in the episode. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think. As a matter of family, not of status, that he was upset that, like, a plain threat on the ship is not being dealt with in any way. Yeah. In fact, like, he was essentially reprimanded, though he was obviously not expressing things in a proper way. Yeah. Um, 
Nor did he see the result of it. Yeah. I think Mel knows and would would not keep Jane around if Jane didn't accept the crew as family. Yeah. Like, I think Mel would know that Jane would do anything to rescue Inara or, you know, you know, take a bullet for Kaylee or like, you know, drag Wash through a desert to, when Wash has broken legs. Not that this ever happened, but like <laughs> yeah. these kind of situations, right? Because yeah. Jane is, at least up until this point, reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think Mel believed the money was too good plea. Yeah. I think, I think that's what Jane, the statement Jane was using to save face. Yeah. That you said earlier? <laughs> I Essentially. Did. Okay. Yeah. It, it was, it was, he, because that's his character. It's not in his character to say that. Yeah. So he has to make it about the money. Yeah. Um, and, and there's rings of that earlier. It's like, oh, the money wasn't good enough. When is it? Why didn't you turn us in at this point or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And clearly the money is good. So, so it's just those little pieces of conflict that it's. And again, I get that conflicted acting from Baldwin as well. Yeah. That. I mean, it, it's giving us a five, 10 minute discussion on the, you know, last 30 seconds of the scene. <laughs> Because there's a lot there to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. Yeah. So like I fully, I am a hundred percent with you there that to say, save face for his perception of self. Yeah. He thinks people view him in a certain way, which is gun for hire. Yeah. Uh, it's quite obvious that he's not that. Yeah. And. Um, that plea was him trying to save face to himself, but we saw that reality, who he actually was, and I think that's what saved him. So it's yeah. not simply just the, it's the reason why the plea to don't tell him what I did, makes sense to me. Yeah, because that was the real Jane showing through. Yeah. And yeah, I I, I can't agree with you any harder than I am right now. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think him showing himself in such a way is what saved him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he would have been spaced. I, d- I don't have a doubt that Mal could or has the capability to space him. Yeah. But I don't know if he would have spaced him. Mm. I could just as easily see him quietly having Jane leave. Yeah. And just be like, you're no longer my crew. Next port of Harbor, you're the getting off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a long walk to town. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's too much to say about the other characters in this episode. Not, mm. a, not at all. Uh, oh, I, there was something. All right. They showcased the differences between the engineering skills of Washington. Um, Kaylee. It was exactly as I stated before, where Kaylee is more of a mechanical engineer, whereas yeah. Wash is more of an electrical engineer. Yes. So when they were when they were fixing up that ship, Kaylee was definitely doing the big work and Wash was over the circuit boards, right? Yeah. Um it is just kind of nice to see that bit of a distinction with them. Mm. Um I think 
I did enjoy the very slight character moment we got with Kaylee while they were picking trash. It's like, oh, of course, I just wanted to go to the big mall. Ooh, shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, synchronizers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, nope, that's exactly what I expect. It's just one of those things that shows, like, yeah, she says she wants to do this stuff. She is happy as a pig in poop <laughs> in that trash yard. Well, it's the duality of her character, right? Yeah. Because she does like those things. She does like the floofy dresses, or at least the idea of them. But her nature is definitely mechanical. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's neat. It, I think it. it's just a moment that brings back Shindig to me. The other thing that I found odd was mostly with Zoe when they were trying, when Simon was trying to teach them what to say. Mm. And like, I mean, both Zoe and Mal have already shown themselves to at least be combat medics. So it seemed a little out of place. They didn't un quite get some of the terminology. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that combat medicine would still teach you the same type of terminology. Simon's trying to say here. Uh, I'm going to give a pass. Like I, I see, I see what you mean, but there is definitely a difference between combat medicine and a combat medic and like a doctor, right? Um, yeah. So, so it's possible, like the difference between you know, uh, giving someone a painkiller and then chances are for bullet wounds they probably have a foam they spray in the wound or something. I imagine that's what they do in the future. When they got space yeah. cowboy guns. So yeah. that's what they probably did. Or like, uh, 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 when you tie the tourniquet, tourniquet. there tourniquet. you go. Yeah. See, I, I definitely would be having Jane problems with the terminology. <laughs> yeah. It, it's again, it's a minor thing. It's something that I'm mostly willing to give a pass for. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's, I think we happen to mention, it's like, yeah, no, it's nice to see that these guys are actually, able to handle wounds and such and showing some combat medic training at the very least that it felt a little out of place, but I get it. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, otherwise. No one else really had like a spot besides some, like having some fun. Yeah. Um, overall the episode, I always thought this was one of the weaker ones. I and now, now I think it's probably one of the stronger ones. Yeah. And I, d I didn't realize how powerful the line was at the very end um, until this watch, when I had more respect for the character and like understood what was actually going on um, in full context. The whole, uh, was it uh, time for me to go to sleep again? No. Mm -hmm. It's time to wake up. Yeah. Just so powerful. And like, it's probably, mm -hmm. probably the best acting you got out of Simon's actor so far. Yes. Uh, Cause I believed it. Yeah. There right. was concern and hope and like intelligence and skill all packaged into like a single phrase. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, it's amazing how many little lines there's been like that from Simon throughout. We, we've highlighted them multiple mm. times now. Like, I know, you know, I've said this before, I'm going to say again, it's like, I can't believe how much I underestimated Simon in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, because he always came off as annoying. Like, I always looked at him to how he's probably being perceived by Jane. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, it's, you know, it's looking forward to seeing River wake up some. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, up until this point, she's very, she'll happen to say the right thing to put people off, but she's not in the right head. Yeah, yeah. And everyone knows it, and... It's one of those things like she'll she'll often end up saying something that is kind of it's weird and it's kind of off putting, but it's not concerning. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes you relax around her. Just like somewhere it's like she'll say something about like the anatomy of a frog. Mm-hmm. Um when you're like questioning something about her. Yeah. And I think that's a subconscious um defense mechanism, like a like a creature changing its color. Or, um, like, burying itself in sand. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of one of the little seeds for my tin foil hat theory, like, the subtle manipulations like that. Yeah. But seeing her wake up is going to be very interesting because of how we've known her until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... It's going to be interesting. Don't have anything else per se per se that I wanted to discuss this episode. Um, Overall gooder. And I'm glad I, you know what? I think like, I don't, I don't, Overall, I don't give much credit to Firefly itself. And I'm, I'm still firmly in the position, like, it's a pretty good first season. Mm. Um, you shouldn't hold it in the same reverence as, like, the fan base is very, you know, rose-tinted glasses when they look at Firefly. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I think the perfect example of the rose-tinted glasses is look how much we've shit on Wash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, this is no season three of Buffy or season five of Buffy. It's, but it can. All of the groundwork is there. Mm. There is no reason to think that it wouldn't be that. I think it would have been greater. I agree, especially if they did uh, four seasons and done. Mm-hmm. Which they wouldn't have, but if they had, mm-hmm. not like Community was seven seasons in a movie or whatever, like yeah. like four seasons in a movie is good, yeah. or four seasons into TV movies like, um, Farscape, Farscape, oh so good, so good. <laughs> it's just it's the right amount to tell a good story. Yeah, um, especially if you've got an idea of where the story's going. And the ground and the groundwork is here. 
And I think overall watching this with a more analytical eye, like usually it takes away from things that I enjoy. Um, <laughs> but I think seeing a lot of the little subtleties that I missed before just as a casual viewer is making me appreciate it more. Meaning that I like it more than I did before, but I still am in the same position of how good I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and and it's fair. Like, I think, because I agree, well, a lot of fan bases have rose-colored glasses all the time. Uh, this is obvious. But I think... Except for Farscape. There's nothing wrong with Farscape. No, Farscape is... Perfect in every way. <laughs> every way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think I mean the Whedon charm is here full force and a lot of the these things that we're talking about even though they're subtle yeah and people wouldn't necessarily be able to put words to it I think that it still shines through and it's these little beats that people are going to remember, even if they don't quite remember it. Um, Cause it hits the emotions, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's a big reason why this, why we, you know, we still talk about firefly, but we don't still talk about dollhouse. Hmm. Well, I never watched dollhouse. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did not seem interesting. <clears throat> I, I did because I wanted to see what would happen. But again, there's a reason why we're talking about Firefly, not Dollhouse. <laughs> is it because you think Simon Tam is a hunky man meat? Well, I mean, he's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he no longer comes off as a perv. Yeah. <laughs> 100% he came off as a perv at the beginning. <laughs> thanks again for huddling around the second wall with us here tonight join us next time as we continue our discussion of firefly please join the conversation in the comments on social media or at our discord where we would love to get your thoughts and of course if you like what we do please share us with your friends <laughs>